How's it going, everybody? TOD fam, welcome to another episode of TOD. T-O-D. Me and Javen coming to you live on a nice, peaceful Thursday evening, approximately Crisp. 7 p.m. Crisp, feeling really good outside. Javen, how you doing, my boy? Man, blessed to be here, my dog. Blessed to be here. You know, I got old Denny the Menace over yep. here. We got Noah yep. over here. We're just gonna yep. have another good day of podcast talking fantasy football. Yeah, and y'all both coming off a good dub. Yeah. Um, I was on the receiving end of your win, but, but we had a very close fucking it was game. Close. <laughs> it came down to Monday night, man. Yeah. And uh, all Monday night, I'm thinking, whew, this is close. Man. I thought we were gonna have a close one, but he ended up coming up real short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't very good for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't been for the whole season, but whatever. yeah. And I talked Aaron uh, earlier, actually, on the way here, and he's like. Um, Man, once I get a win, I'll come on that podcast. But until then, I ain't coming on there. I was like, why not, man? I'm on a three-game losing streak, so why can't you come on here? And he's like, I ain't got nothing to talk about. And I was like, well, I mean, how do you think I feel? Talk he's about like, how you he's like oh, it's your podcast. He I'm can like, always talk about what he needs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Talk about the spaces he needs to fill. Yeah. And that's what I told him. I said, listen, man, uh, you can come on here and give your insight. I'm sure there's a bunch of teams out there who are one in, you know, five or whatever, you know, yeah. zero and six. You know, remember that one year you went 0-6, Denny? Started the season off 0-6 and come back one whole thing. There you go. So anything's possible out there, man. Uh, Denny, what we've been trying to do to keep uh, the podcast, I know, thank y'all for staying in it with us. I know our podcasts have been going on. Got some loyal listeners out there. Yeah. Shout out to Levi. He's one of our most loyal ones. What's up, dude? But our podcasts have been going Back and forth, back and forth. I swear every day, <laughs> every yeah. day. Dude. Yeah, him, him, pick and somebody up for somebody, and then right after that, turn around, turn around and drop them, pick, pick them back up, pick them back. Yeah, he did that with Craig Reynolds and, and Jordan Mason. Yeah. Pretty aggravating. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do what you do, Levi. Whatever. I think he likes to do it just to make the moves. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he said this year. He was like, "Man, I'm trying to make more moves than I did last year." Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you made 100 fucking what 30 moves last year? What? It was a lot. And somehow still gets on the waiver wire before me. I don't get it. Tell me about it. Been in three weeks. Tell me about it. And he still gets up there in front of me. Uh, I, don't, I don't get it. Me and Jamie were talking about it. We don't know how the waiver wire works, I guess. And Levi tried to explain it to me, and I'm like, bro, I, I still don't get it. I still don't get it. I, I don't but know. But then what we've been doing, I don't know if you've been keeping tabs of the podcast, but what we've been doing, it's been, it's been the podcast has been going a little bit longer than we expected. We're trying to cut it down a little bit. Uh, we appreciate everybody staying tuned with us and listening throughout the whole podcast. We really appreciate that. Shout out to everybody. But what we've been doing is going over last week's matchups and just pointing out the key players who stood out right. for each team. So we'll go ahead and go into me and Javen's uh, matchup. Javen, you did get the win. I'll give you the honors. Go oh, ahead. Man. Go first, my boy. Well, listen, all I got to say is all Monday, I, if I would have lost, I would have said, this is bullshit. That was past interference on Darren Waller. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. But I didn't lose. Thank you, Jesus. And it was by the skin of my teeth. Waller uh, did end up playing though. Yeah, he, he ended up playing. And you know who else played? Saquon. Sa- yeah, which I didn't put in. But yeah, but what did he do? I let him. Giants are glad to have him back. Oh, for sure. It definitely helped them out in the long run, even though they still fucking lost. But. <laughs> uh, We'll go ahead and talk about the match that we had. Uh, I was projected 111. He was projected 110, as in I'm, an, I'm on a mission. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. Uh, not, not, not really what we both hoped for. I came up 108. He came up with 94. Jalen Hurts put up a nice 22 for me. Jamar Chase only 11. Brees Hall showed up this week, gave me 17.8. I could always take that. 
Um, I'm going to bring up somebody that I think has not been producing as well. Rashad White, uh, start running back, just hasn't really been putting up numbers, only gave me 5.3. Yeah. Uh, I had Chuba Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) I had Chuba Herbert at my flex with 15, and Kansas City defense gave me 14 good points. Uh, he had a pretty good performance from he, as in Noah sitting across from me. Yep. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa put up 22. You say that five times fast, huh? <laughs> <laughs> CD Lamb gave him a nice move, 15. Amon Ra is the sun god. Yes. Um, his name speaks for himself. 24 points, man. Yeah. He's just been balling the fuck out. Uh, I know he was expecting a little bit more from Austin Eckler, but 8.2 is not terrible. Let me talk about that real quick. His first game back, and we'll talk about those matchups, and I wrote it down right here. Um, Austin Eckler, first game back, you know, since week one. I was hoping he'd come back with... A vengeance? <laughs> or full head of steam, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think they're just working out the kinks. You know, they had Josh Kelly still. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who their other running back is, but they, they're just working him in there. I think... I think moving forward, he's going to start getting more and more. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's still Austin Eckler, you know. Yeah. Just They're probably just being a little careful with him, trying to make sure he makes it to the playoffs. Exactly. Which I was thinking they would do the same thing with Saquon, but that was not the case. He got a bunch of touches. He did. Yeah. They just kept feeding the monster, mm-hmm. which I didn't have him in, which didn't really. It's not be. a bad decision, though. He was like game time. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I had I had the thing on my feet and put it in Chuba, and Chuba gave me 15, so. I'll take that two. was a really good pickup you did last week, man. Picked up Chuba Herman, Hubbard, uh-huh. whatever. Uh, 15 in your flex, man. Chuba, th- Chuba, choo, choo. <laughs> <laughs> I think what really messed me up, man, and I was telling Denny about this, man. I, that was the second week I had Kyle Pitts on the bench, and mm-hmm. he wants to ball out again. So, guess what? This week he is going in. Yeah, I'm yeah. putting him in over Logan Thomas. I had Logan Thomas in. Only put up .7 against Atlanta's defense, which Atlanta's defense arguably, I mean, y'all can say what y'all want, but the secondary, our secondary is pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I took a roll with that one, rolled the dice on, on Logan Thomas, and it did not prevail for me. DJ Moore, seven points, you know. And, and my kicker, Elliott, has been doing pretty good all year. He only gave me two. And Buffalo had a close win against New York, only put up seven, so. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Happens, man. Yeah. Just keep on moving, man. Just go to the next one next week, hopefully. Get that dub. Exactly. Uh, Denny, go ahead and talk about your matchup. Uh, you played Fucks Em Up, a.k.a. Aaron, who is currently in dead last right now. Yeah. So, go I'm ahead. I'm going to tell you what fucked him up, though. You know, you already came in first last year. You got the last pick. Yeah. And you first round pick up Lamar. Like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, well, on, he said drafting with his heart. Well, he's doing it, and his heart is hurting. So, <laughs> yeah. go ahead, Denny. Tell, talk about your team real quick and, and Aaron's team. Um... I ended up with 116 total, which was is a little bit down from my, um, what I normally score. But I was led once again by my own son god playing down there my in Miami. My own son god. Raheem Mostert, who is first in total touchdowns in the NFL. Yep, yep. Balling. With 32.7 points. Mm-hmm. Again, that's his third game over 30 points. Yeah. That's crazy. Balling the fuck out, dude. Well, with Devon and Chan out. And then Kyron Williams, who's out now for maybe three weeks. I don't know. Could end up being four with the bye. They're saying hopefully two, but I'm looking at as many as three or four, which I'm going to miss because he ended up with another 21 points. Mm-hmm. He's been balling. Um, my quarterback, Josh Allen, was a little bit under his projection this week, but he still put up 14.8. So that was my main um, three 
both of my receivers now. I got Puka, who's been coming down since Coop came back. Mm-hmm. And he's not been getting all the looks like he was getting. Um, him and Calvin Ridley both scored 4.6 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, my receipt, my, I've been relying heavily on my running backs, which Bijan, hopefully he gets more involved. He usually does pretty good. He doesn't score up in the 20s or 30s like some big-time running backs. Like he's expected to do as a first-rounder. Um, give me 10. Hopefully he gets a little bit more involved in Atlanta gets their offense figured out a little bit. They start to throw it a little bit more. They, I mean, and he does really well out the backfield. He for sure. usually ends up with just as many receiving yards as he does rushing yards. Oh, yeah. And with them throwing the ball more, I look for him to be on the field more. I don't know when, how long it's going to take for them to start putting him out there and giving him the ball the majority of the time. He's still splitting even 50-50 with Tyler Algier on the run snaps. Um, TJ Hawkinson gave me eight. And then uh, Jacksonville's defense, who's playing tonight, gave me 12. And then my kicker, Evan McPherson, gave me seven. Luckily, um, Aaron's team only put up, what did he put up? Uh, 82.12. So, I mean, I didn't have a big hill to climb. I think that was the lowest points scored last week. I think it was. It was. Yeah. I think you had the biggest blow. Which is a change of luck for me because twice I played the high score and ended up losing. But uh, this time I um, got lucky and played against a good matchup. Yeah. Who you got this week, do you know? Learning to walk. Austin. Austin. Oh, It's going to be a tough one. I got players on the well. Bench for being hurt or either on a bye, so. Well, and you are on a three-game winning streak, and Austin is on a three-game winning streak. Yep. So, so something's got to give. Yeah, crunch time right here. We like that. Let's go ahead and talk about Aaron's team real quick and who did what for him. I think the only person that really, <clears throat> I mean, nobody really actually stood stood out, honestly. Uh, Pacheco, 12. Kamara, 13. Um, that is actually the most points besides Lamar Jackson put up 18. But they all fell pretty much underneath their projection, except for Terry McLaurin, who exceeded his projection by one point. So just a tough week for Aaron. I don't know what he's going to do. I think he is number one on the waiver wire. I've looked at the you know the waiver wire and see who's like priority. Mm-hmm. And he's number one, I think, either him or, or, or Dawson, just in the nick of time. That's but, for the next week, though. And then following week? Yeah, because the waivers have already went through for this week. Oh, uh, okay. Well, regardless, he's up there in the top three. He needs to do something. He needs to make some changes, man. Because something ain't working, bro. There ain't nothing on the waiver wire, though, really. I mean, I'm There's checking some out. diamonds in the rough. Yeah, but they got to show themselves. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah dude. It's going to take some digging. Like, <laughs> so, so because if you look at this this week, some people have went out, and immediately their backups went and got picked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how it works, you know. Next man up. Yeah, next but, man up. Um, there's still some players out there who, at the beginning of the year, were projected to have good years and haven't done anything yet, who potentially still could come on. Oh, yeah. Some young players still out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, well, only time can tell. We'll see how, what happens tonight, too. Um, there's Rasheed Rice is still out there um, for Kansas City, and then uh, uh, Rasheed Shahid is still out there. Yeah. For for the Saints, so there's some good players out there. I don't I think, know. Uh, I think Rice for KC is going to end up being the uh, 
Well, you said they just picked up Miko Harmon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kansas City. So, I don't know how that's going to change things, but Rice was looking to be the guy, the next up, because he is a rookie. And this is his first year with the team, but each game he's been getting more and more looks, spending more time out on the field. And I, I still believe he's going to end up playing a big part on that team. I think he's going to be the one out of all the receivers out there. I think he's got the most upside who's going to um, increase his usage. Yeah, I can see it, honestly. Yeah. Well, Javen, let's go to this next matchup the Chosen One versus Learning to Walk. You want to talk about that matchup? The Chosen One versus Learning to Walk. Man, From let's go six. ahead and say. Learning to walk, got the dub. He's, he's learning get, to walk. I guess he's learning to walk. He might need to learn to run. You got to crawl before you walk. But uh, chosen one with 106, learning to walk 124. Um, chosen one was actually projected to win by two points, which is tough whenever you lose by 20 points. I about. tell you, projections don't uh, mean nothing. Not a this. damn thing. <laughs> uh, we can go ahead and talk about the winning team first. Talk about learning to walk with uh, Trevor Lawrence at his quarterback position, 15-7. Not too bad. Not too good either. A.J. Brown, though, putting up 16 points. Solid. Uh, Christian Kirk. Or, or, yeah, Christian finally, Kirk. finally showing up, you know? Yeah, he stepped I, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was kind of worried for him at first, especially with Calvin really coming over there. But Yeah, yeah. But he finally showed up with 12. Derrick Henry put up a smooth 18, which is King Henry, you know. Finally getting the ball rolling after Levi traded him. Yeah. Knew that was coming. He's, I don't know why Levi would do that. He was he was literally boasting about having him and Nick Chubb, and now he has neither of one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Zach Moss put up 14 points. Pretty damn good. Travis Kelsey, 16.9, which is Travis Swift. So, you know. Travis Swift. <laughs> Looks like everybody went over their projection except for his defense and his quarterback. That's pretty solid, man. Yeah, yeah. Got to ask for good week. Good week. I mean, Dallas's defense is. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, yeah. It's kind of iffy. Yeah. It's I'm still, I'm give still or take like there. Dallas. Dallas's defense is brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> More like a roll of dice to me, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and talk about chosen one's team though. Uh, Justin Herbert putting up a nice 19. I'll take that from old Justin. Mm-hmm. Herbie Herbert. Uh, Stephon Diggs, man, continuing to ball out. I mean, him and Josh oh, yeah. Allen are like this, dude. Josh Allen's at least got one target. He can go uh, yeah, 15 points from him. He also had Jalen Waddle last week who played a really good game, uh, put up 14 points. Uh, Who they play, the Giants? Yeah. Or, no, Carolina. Carolina, yeah. Carolina. Played Giants the week before. But, uh, yeah, Waddle, waddling in the end zone. Uh, Brian Robinson put up 12. I like good old Brian Robinson for Washington. He's running the ball pretty damn hard this year. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much everything besides his kicker. You know, Justin Tucker is a legend as a kicker Mm -hmm. with 19 big fucking points. I mean, it's kind of tough, though. Your kicker gives you 19 points and you still lose. That's kind of a smack in the face. He uh, slows it down a little this week. I didn't realize this rivalry week this week. Is it well, learning to walk is my rivalry. For, I, well, for some, I mean, the way I set it up, it was kind of tough because if I set it up the way I wanted it to, there would be some people you did not play at all. So the way I did it is there's multiple – I think there's four rivalry weeks. Two of them is yours, and the other two won't be. It's for everybody. So, But everybody has their rival – one of those. You see what I'm saying? This is my rivalry week, so. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if Play this is. fuck them up. Oh, yeah, your brother, yeah. Mm. I think this is mine, too. But for some others, I don't think I'm it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing Austin. I don't know if that's. 
It could be. I'd have to double check. But let's go to this next matchup before we, you know, get a little sidetracked. Just in the nick of time, played Mississippi Monsters, who is currently undefeated and is boasting about it. He was projected 110. Just in the nick of time, was projected 105. Final score was 105. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he still won. Which, I mean, he didn't put up that many points, though. No, one As five, he usually five. does, you know. The lowest. The lowest he's put up in a long time. Yeah. Is, Which is not bad. Yeah. 105 being the lowest. I think that's the lowest I've put up, too. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about my lowest. But 105 to 89. Jace got the win. Right here, uh, Debo got hurt in the game. So did Chris McCaffrey. So neither one of them really put up big numbers. Chris McCaffrey still put up 12 points. So... And he got hurt. Smack me in my <laughs> fucking face. It's questionable for this week, right? Yeah, but I think he's a good dude. Yeah, I think, I think Yeah, I think they're going to roll the dice. But honestly, dude, they need – I think he might get limited. Limited yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think Jordan Mason going to get a lot of touches. Elijah Mitchell, we were talking about that too. Elijah Mitchell was the number one waiver wire pickup. Yeah. So, uh, Kenneth Walker put up 16 for Jace. Kittle, point six. Not good week for Kittle. But Adam Thielen, man. <laughs> Veteran. The old head. Man, 23 <laughs> big ones right there against Miami, which Miami's defense is not that good, but still. Showing them boys how it's done. Adam Thielen, man, putting up, you know, solid points. I think it's the third week in a row he's put up good points. So he's a, arguably a must start every week. And then his kicker, Bucker, put up 17, so not bad for him. We'll go to Dawson's team. Justin Fields got hurt. That sucks for him. Mm. Um, only put up five points right there. D Hop only two, so that was tough right there. But his main scores was uh, Travis Etienne. And Pollard. So both of them pretty much put up good points. Etienne is on a tear. We'll see how he does tonight against New Orleans. Defense, I don't think they'll run defense. I've seen him all good. He was on the sit list. Really? Yep. Is New Orleans, New Orleans run defense pretty good or something? I guess. Hmm. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. Who's y'all, who y'all got winning tonight? Javen? Mm, I'm say New Orleans by three. New Orleans by three. I'd feel better if they were in Jacksonville, but I still got Jacksonville coming up short with the win, just a close game. Okay. I got Jacksonville by, let me get four. 28, 24, 31, You had to be different. 20. You had to add an extra one to my three. That's what it is. <laughs> well, you got New Orleans winning by three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, uh, and then this next matchup from last week, Javen, go ahead and talk about it right here. Cooper Troopers going against the Slim Reapers. me. Oh, Slim and Slim just came a little slim by four points. That's tough. That's really tough, especially when you're predicted to lose by 10. So, uh, Slim Rippers with 93, Cooper Troopers with 97. Cooper Troopers starting off with Cooper Cup putting up 24 big ones. I mean, it's it's Cooper Cup, though. I'm not going to speak too much about that. <laughs> uh, had uh, Keenan Allen put up 18, which Keenan Allen has continued to produce f- – the rest of the season so I'm far. I mean, I really am. I, I, I did not see this going on by for now, this long. To be honest, <laughs> like I said, he's an older guy, so yeah. Usually, don't, don't you, you take. you've had Keenan Allen in the previous years, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, DeAndre Swift, thirteen point eight. Nothing real special there, other than that. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about the Slim Reapers. Tyreek Hill. 25 points, man. And that's why I'm scared this week, boy. Arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best wide receiver in the I'm league. A, we got a segment at the end of this uh, podcast, so keep that in, in mind. Josh Jacobs putting up 10.3. Uh, 
And Baltimore defense putting up 11. That's pretty much all he had for Slim Reapers. That's kind of why he fell short. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow only putting up 14.8 in a close game against Seattle. So, yeah. Did they end up winning that game? Yes, Cincinnati? they did. Yes, they did. Oh, okay. Good win for Cincinnati. Right? Barely, though. Barely. But, uh, as you see, Brandon Ayuk, too, has been coming along pretty well. Uh, 9.6 points. I mean, he didn't really do anything too spectacular, but, you know, Brandon Ayuk has been a pretty good sleeper, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He's not, Hands down. I don't think he's really much of a sleeper. I mean, he's always had oh, the yeah. talent. Yeah, he, yeah, Especially toward the end of last year, he came on real strong and picked it right back up to where he was at this year. And I picked him up mid or towards the end of the year last year because he was still out there and he was putting up numbers and nobody went and got him. So I was like, I'll go get him. And he he's solid. Yeah. He's a solid. He's a solid flex position. That's maybe. why I consider him a sleeper Low though, because nobody nobody picks him up. You know, they like think Chris McCaffrey. Yeah, thanks to you, um, I had to go and get somebody. I was scared to start. Well, we'll talk about it in a second. But let's go ahead and talk about our matchups going into this week. I am playing. I'm currently in eighth place, man. I went from what fourth, third, third. <laughs> and after I lost to Javen, I'll go drop down to eighth. Uh, so this season, but it can still turn around. Oh, you know, yeah. we still got a lot of season left. Everybody's right there. Four, so I'm playing the Slim Reapers. You're currently right, in that. Last week, you went from fourth to third, but you were at third. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm playing the Slim Reapers. He's in ninth, so this is this is a pretty pretty good game matchup right here. We're both down there in the low end, so we need to. One of us needs to, you know, take the initial step. You're playing, learning to walk. You're in second place. He's in third. Yep. How you feel about that, man? I feel a little scared this week. Got like I said, I got some of my key players out. Um, a couple of them are banged up. Uh, Josh Allen, a little bit banged up. He's uh, expected to play. Said that he participated in practice. Um, I got to have something more out of my receivers. I'm hoping Calvin has a good night tonight. Um, we'll see. I don't know. And then Puka's going up against Pittsburgh. Hopefully, he gets some more looks. He did have one good game when Cooper Cup came back. He had over 100 yards and a touchdown. So he still has the potential to have a big game, even with Cup back. Um, I got Bijan and Raheem at the running back spot. They both got tough matchups. Bijan's going up against Tampa Bay, and Mostert's going up against Philly, who has not allowed a touchdown to the running back spot all year. Wow. And. I'm still in a toss-up at flex. I don't know if I should go with Ramondre Stevenson because actually that's who is picked to go in, or if I should throw one of the receivers in, Jacoby Myers or Jordan Addison. I would Addison would be an easy pick, but they're going against San Fran, and he's the number one receiver there now, so they're probably going to have him locked up pretty good. You know, Kurt Thuggins over there throwing for three hundred plus, so he's got to <laughs> throw to someone. Yeah, I'm just not sure it's going to – and I already got T.J. Hawkinson, so I don't want to put too much trust in going up against San Fran's defense. Yeah. With my luck, Addison will be the one to get all the looks. Hawkinson won't, and he'll be on the bench. Yeah, it's story of the game. But we'll see as it goes. The closer Sunday gets here, um, Jacoby Myers has been putting up really, really good numbers because Garoppolo loves to go to him. And I'm waiting to see if Garoppolo's going to play. Yeah. If Garoppolo ends up playing against Chicago, I may go with Jacoby Myers. Well, you know Devontae's over there bitching about it, so they exactly. might be targeting him a lot more now just because they don't want him to leave. Yeah. It's, so, well, he only, he only throws to them too. 
Yeah. That's what they were saying. But yeah. Devontae is saying that he ain't getting enough targets. So, we'll see how that That's goes. That's what all the good ones do. Jamar. <laughs> yeah. And look what happened. Jamar popped off for yeah. a 45 bomb yeah. from last two or two weeks Either ago. Way, I should get more than 4.6 for my <laughs> spot. I'm going to definitely have to have that this week. I'm going to be catching my first L in a month. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see, man. Uh, we got Justin and Nick of Time sitting in seventh place, going against sixth place. So right here, it's crazy. I just seen it. <laughs> I'm in eighth, playing ninth. You're in second, playing third. Justin and Nick of Time Dawson's playing is in seventh, playing Cooper Troopers, who's in sixth. Um, and then the only difference is you're you and Aaron's matchup, Javen, yeah. um, going against Five your brother. And yeah, and then um, Jace is playing, Jace is playing Rob, who's in fourth place. So that's all good matchup. We got pretty good, you this know, good, good yeah, good rivalry week. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Um, right here, let's just talk about who was the top performers last week. We'll go one through ten. Number one, Raheem Mostert uh, put up thirty-four points. Amara, you know he's seventh overall in fantasy points. Really? Dang. That includes quarterbacks. Wow. Raheem <laughs> Mostert. I wonder who's number one. That's a crazy. That's a big good stat. To look oh, up number yeah, one yeah. fantasy points. Uh, number two, right here last week was Amara St. Brown. Three, Adam Thielen. Kicking strong for Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek might be number one. He could be. He could be one number well, one. I don't think it would be a quarterback. It could be. I don't think. I don't know who, because Patrick Mahomes ain't really been doing much. I was about to say the quarterback position's been a little iffy lately. So yeah. yeah. Except for week one, Josh Allen's been putting up high twenties, low thirties every week. Okay. It could be. I mean, I'm sure he's not. He, he may be the number one quarterback. And it's either him. I don't know. We'll talk about it in a little bit because I got a segment for y'all. So, right here, number five, Cooper Cup. Six, Travis Etienne. Seven, Tua. Eight, Jared Goff. Nine, Minnesota Vikings defense. Made it on the top. Scores, top ten. And then number ten was your boy, Kyron Williams. So, that rounded out the top ten scores from last week. Um, we'll talk about a few news news going around the league. Uh, injuries right here. David Montgomery left the game with a rib injury last week. So we'll see how he goes into this week. I think he is questionable. Christian McCaffrey, we just talked about him. Left with an oblique injury. So we'll see. Kyron Williams is out, right? Right. For about, out for a, few about a few weeks. So we've got to keep an eye on that. Damian Harris, uh, I think he's going to go on IR. I don't know exactly what happened. Um, it looks like he went um, pretty much unresponsive on the field. So prayers up to Damian Harris. Hopefully speedy recovery for him. Debo Samuel. What we got over here, Denny? Fantasy point. Oh, fantasy points. So Josh Allen is number one. Raheem's actually number five. Five. Okay. Yeah, up there in the mix. And Tyreek's nine. Not bad. Uh, Debo Samuel, he is questionable this week, I think. So we'll see if he plays. Justin Fields is not playing this week. So go ahead and put him on the IR. I think he is. He, I think he is he on the IR. Or is he just doubtful? I think he's just out. He's just out for now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson mm. going uh, having season-ending er- surgery. Man, that sucks for him, man. He was on pace for a good season. I hate to see it. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson looks like dealing with a deep rotator cuff contusion. Uh, could be go to, good to go this week. So. They said that um, he was hurt. He could play, but the uh, the matchups he's got for these next two weeks, this past week and this week coming up, then they got a bye. <laughs> they said that he was going to go ahead and sit those two rough games out. <laughs> And then come back after the bye. I would. Go ahead and let P.J. – was it P.J. Walker? Yeah. All right, dude, he balled out. 
I don't know if y'all watched him. Yeah, he did yeah. pretty good last week against that San Francisco. He's going to be good. He'll, he'll be going somewhere next year. Uh, he'll yeah. be playing the same Well, he game. played at Carolina the previous yeah. year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Who do I think of? You're thinking of DTR. Yeah. He had, when he came in, he, it was rough. I don't know who they played. Yeah. But it was, it was a rough game. I think it was Kansas City. I don't know. Um, and then Ryan Tannehill left the London game uh, with an ankle injury. So, And then Jimmy is day to day. So we'll see. We'll keep tabs on that. Something to keep an eye on if you need some players. Uh, we'll go to these week six games from last week. We'll start with this game right here. I uh, will start with the early slate, but me, when me and Jay were doing the podcast, we did it on a Sunday. Uh, so we were kind of doing it during the Tennessee and, and Baltimore game. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go ahead and talk Re- about. Refer to the last podcast if you, if you want to know why. <laughs> Sunday slate games right here. Minnesota versus Chicago, 1913, Minnesota. Um, Kirk and the Vikings get it done here in a divisional game. He had a quiet game in this one, though. Cousins threw for just 181 yards on 31 attempts and one touchdown. You know what's crazy? It seems like when Cousins throws for under, like, I don't know, 200-something yards or whatever, they tend to win. It's because that defense showed up finally. Yeah. They had a pick. And but if you notice in- the games that he won, he's only thrown for, like, 180 or, like, 160 or something crazy. Yeah. But the games he throws for, like, 280 or plus, they lose. And it's the first game they won this year? From behind. When uh, they're playing from behind, they air it out, boy. Yeah, just chunking that thing. Well, Justin Jefferson's on the IR, so I don't know what they're going to do now. We'll see. Um, Addison was on the end of that lonesome touchdown that Kirk Cousins threw while also tallying up 28 yards on three catches. So it's not a big of a game for Addison. He did get in the end zone, but. Yeah. Right now he's touchdown dependent. Depending on, especially if he's going to have a low yardage output game like that, yeah. it's going to be touchdown dependent because he's not going to have a hundred yard receiving. Yeah. So I don't know. He's still in the mix to possibly play for me this week, depending on how it looks for everybody else. Yeah, definitely goes on like injuries, like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, for the Bears, Justin Fields went out a little early in this one, so Tyson Baggett, whoever this may be, entered the game. Poor guy. Uh, he did end up with one rushing touchdown, though. Uh, DJ Moore ended up with uh, 51 yards on five catches. So not that big of a game. Um, but let me ask y'all this. Does the NFC North have the worst teams in the league right now? Javen, we'll go with you first. Mm. What do you think? I mean, yeah, Minnesota, <laughs> Detroit. Which Detroit? I'm going to say no. You're going to say no. I'm going to say no because of Detroit. Okay. I think Detroit's got a legitimate shot going deep into postseason this year. I like it. Jamie, yeah. what you think? Uh, I mean, it could be better, but I, I don't think. I don't think it's dead worse. Yeah. Because Minnesota is not bad at all. No. But the record. Especially ain't. when they get um, Jay Jetta back, they'll be a little more healthy. They'll start winning some games. If that defense could actually help them out like they did last game. Green Bay looks a lot better than they did last year. They'll make year. it out. If that defense yeah. can work it out. Besides that, I mean. Like I said, you know, Kirk Cousins has been throwing 300 plus yards and couldn't win the game. But uh, once that defense showed up, they actually fucking won. So I think that defense can continue to fucking show out, then or at least just help a little bit, then they'll be all right. I'm gonna say it's either between them and the NFC West. I'm gonna say hey, NFC South. Really? Falcons and the Saints and the Bucks. I guess. I mean, yeah. that could be up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the West has got the Niners and the Seahawks in the Rams. Collectively, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. say that's probably the worst. Yeah, I could go with you on that one for sure. <laughs> it's it's well, pretty. 
I wanted to get y'all's insight on that. Let's go to this next matchup. Seattle versus Cincinnati. 17-13, the Bengals. Um, ever since that post-game interview with Chase, says, I'm always fucking open. Um, he's been getting more targets since. So, Joe Burrow threw for 185 like yards. <laughs> two touchdowns and one pick, though. Jamar Chase had 80 yards on six catches. Tyler Boyd had one of those touchdown passes from Joe Burrow. Brr. Brr. For Seattle, Geno Smith threw for 323 yards but had two picks, so not... Yeah, not the best game. Yeah, but the yardage was there. It's like these quarterbacks throwing for 300-plus, and I guess they're playing from behind. And then They're not reaching pay dirt. Yeah. They're throwing, playing from behind. The game script um, calls for them to hurry up, get big chunks of yardage, try to go downfield. But a lot of these teams are struggling in the red zone. They can get down there, and they don't execute. They don't get They don't get in the score. That's Dallas. Dallas is one of those teams who struggle in the red zone. There's a few of them out there. Um, let's see right here. Kenneth Walker had a good game rushing the ball. He had 62 yards on 19 attempts and one touchdown. So not, not bad of a game, but uh, for fantasy, it was pretty decent. While Lockett had a great game through the air, having six catches for 94 yards. So we'll see how that goes. Washington versus Atlanta. Um, I was I was very – I was optimistic, man. I thought we were going to win, but this is actually um, Desmond Ritter's first loss at home since high school, man. Um, it was crazy. He was 31-0 going into this game. Well, looks like we done jinxed Ritter in this one. So, that sucks for him. Uh, Sam Howell had 151 yards passing and three touchdowns. So, Sam Howell, man. David, he been coming and going. Scrappy, man. I'm telling you, they got a scrappy team. It's, it's Especially whenever, you know, like I said, you, hear, you used to hear the commanders, you're thinking, oh, no, fucking bums. Yeah. So, when the team comes in with that mindset, it makes it a little bit easier for that scrappy team to just get the get the dub, you know, because they're already underestimating. Yeah. You, you yeah. go out there, you play a good game, you never fucking know, and that's what happened. Especially if you're like, if you classify as an underdog, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? You're going to come in there with grit and grind. Yeah, a little chip on your you shoulder. You ain't got nothing to lose. A little you know chip on your shoulder. Uh, Curtis Samuel was the leading receiver in this one, who I did pick up this week, thanks to Denny in that one. Um, he had 42 yards on four catches and one touchdown. For the Falcons, Desmond Ritter had 307 passing yards, two touchdowns, but three picks. You're not going to win a game if you throw him for two Who was the leading receiver? Usually. Ritter has been a disappointment, man. Who was the leading receiver? For for Commanders? Yeah. I thought it was Curtis Samuel, was it not? Uh, it says Terry McLaurin. Terry right McLaurin was? How many yards six, he six receptions, 81 yards. 81 yards. Okay. Well, thank you. There you go, Javen. Hey. But, yeah, Curtis Samuel, 42 yards on four catches and one touchdown, but Terry, McLaur- or, um, yeah, Terry McLaurin led the team. Scared Terry. Okay. Not bad. Drake London had a big game in this one, catching nine catches for 125 yards. They're utilizing him more. Finally, I drop his ass, and he does that shit. Fucker. (laughs) Also coming at his detriment with Ritter being back there turning the ball over. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, they should pass the ball more. I I still don't think they found their perfect balance yet. They got to – they either go – Heavy one way or heavy the other way. They don't know how to mix it up right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, one keep thing. Keep defense on their toes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right fantasy here. manager <laughs> choice, right? Yeah, exactly. Cal Pitts finally got his first touchdown of the 2023 season. Week six, you get your touchdown, man. Congrats. Well, <laughs> time though. I I'm mean, telling you, man, it, it's well deserved. Wow. Uh, I'm not a Gator fan by any means, but I like Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Well, he's going in my starting lineup this week, so I'll watch him <laughs> shit the bed this week. Man. Yeah, Just my luck. Uh, right here, fourth game of the Sunday slate. San Fran versus Cleveland, 19-17. to 17. <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
Yeah. Probably. Uh, I know that kicker went home with tears in his eyes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rookie Kick kicker. Slightly to the right, man. Uh, and freaking Brock Purdy get you down there, man. You got to execute. Bro. Yeah. What that dude on uh, White Man Can't Jump say? You got to adjust with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Deshaun Watson in this one, but the job gets done. PJ Walker. Got the start in this one, and while he didn't do a whole lot, still performed just enough. He threw for 192 yards on 34 attempts, but he did have two picks. I think it was mainly the defense in this one. Cleveland's yeah. defense is number one defense fantasy-wise, right, Denny? Or am I wrong? Uh, they were at one point. I just looked it up a while ago. Jacksonville's got the most takeaways. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Shout out to Nicole. She did tell us that crazy stat, remember? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Cleveland's still up there. They definitely got a tough defense. Uh, they may be um, first in uh, yards allowed, maybe. Yeah, I can see that, honestly. Hold uh-huh. strong this week, Cleveland. Hold strong. You went and picked them up, didn't you? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, a lot of good transactions this week, man. Uh, let's see right here. Amari Cooper had a good game through the air. He had 108 yards receiving on just four catches. It's not bad, man. Four catches, 108 yards. You can't ask for nothing. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> uh, let's see. And Kareem Hunt had 47 yards rushing and one touchdown. For San Fran, they could not execute against the Browns' defense, like we were saying. Worst start for Brock in his NFL career is what they were saying. Uh, he only had 125 yards passing, one touchdown, and one That's pick. still not bad. No. Not bad at all. It's not for bad. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Someone who they expected <laughs> nothing out of. Yeah. And has come and shown to be possibly a franchise player. Not to mention his weapons got injured that game, too, and they ended yeah. up leaving the game, Debo and Chris well, McCaffrey. Well, let me ask you. We're going to get to that question right here. Lead receiver for San Fran was Ayuk with 76 yards on four catches. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to make sure. Got a little stat. <laughs> fat checking. Yes. Got a little fat check over. Hey, but let me ask you all this since y'all were just talking about it. With Debo Samuel and CMC getting injured in this one, does it really prove that Brock wouldn't be who he is without these star players? Um, I definitely think it'll bring him back to reality a little bit. I mean, because just an average quarterback with those players around him can do big things. So um, it kind of brings him back down to earth with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to have the quite the success, but I still give him credit. He's a great quarterback. So, like, say you put Brock Purdy on – Let's just say the Giants. Is he going to do what he does now? I'd tell you the Jets would take him. I'd tell you the of Jets course the take Jets him. would take him. <laughs> Shit. Jets would take anybody right now. But listen, we can't, hey, can't bash Zach Wilson. Not anybody. I did share this thing on our story. Shout out to our pocket or our Instagram. We didn't even do that at beginning t.o.d underscore podcast on Instagram. But Zach Wilson, ever since um, Donna Kelsey came to New York and Kansas City played New York, he's been winning. Yeah. And he just got a good win. We'll talk about it in a sec. Good win against Philly last week. Philly. So, Javen, what do you think, man? A lot of upsets. About uh, Brock Purdy. If he didn't have CMC and, and Debo Samuel, this team around him, would he be as good? I'm going on the same boat as Denny on this one. You know, it, it, it Mr. Yeah, Mr. Relevant, you know, nobody really was looking for him to be this good. Uh, it, it helps having these weapons with him. But I think Brock Purdy just is that type of guy to have that type of work ethic to go and get it done. Whether he has the weapons or not, you know it was a close game, and they could have won with a fucking field goal. You know it would been tw- it would have been the prettiest win, but they could have won and pulled this one out and worked their way to the next week. And Brock Purdy put them in that situation where they could win. Yeah, and that, I feel he like, did get the job done. He did his job. Yeah, exactly. So 
I, I like Brock Purdy as a quarterback. I think not just because of the weapons, but he. I think he has the ability to be a really good quarterback in the future. Awesome. Love it. Uh, Aaron's got him on the bench, man. And I don't know. Would you start him over Lamar right now? I don't know. I think it depends on the matchup. Because Lamar ain't really been doing a whole lot. No, not really. And I think, like I said, I think it depends on the matchup because there's um, defenses that Lamar's going to play against that he's going to be able to expose them. And then there's defenses that's going to be able to shut down what he does and he's not going to be able to produce. Whereas Purdy, I think, can go up against just anybody and still produce and put up his numbers. Yeah, especially with the team around him that he's got. And me and Jay have been saying this the whole time. It's all on matchups, ain't it right, Jay? Oh, yeah, for sure. That game, I want to ask y'all, Okay. what do y'all think about Kareem Hunt? Do y'all think he's back in the play, in the mix, or – do you well, think he's a, like a one game? I think he – are you talking about pickup in fantasy? Yes. Is he worthy of picking up? Is he up? worthy of playing every week, or is he just uh, – he was good that one game, came out and did his thing, and then it's going to be back to two or three points. I would say definitely on – depends on who you got on your team. He would be arguably like a flex position. I wouldn't put him at my running back. There's arguably better running backs out there. Probably on the waiver, too, maybe. You know, like I said, diamond in the rough. But, I mean, if you got – if Kareem Hunt's your best running back on your team, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble if, you, if Kareem Hunt is your best running back. Yeah. I agree. But, yeah. but uh, I was just asking mainly as do you think that he's going to come back and be a part of this offense the way he was when it was him and, and Chubb back and forth. Yeah. And now that they've got him back and he's back on the field, do you think he's going to start producing? Ah. Uh. I, I I like Kareem Hunt. He's a tough runner, you know. But watching that game, it to me it just seemed like it wasn't the same Kareem, you know. Like he seemed a little bit more out of shape in a way. He seemed a little heavier too, to be honest. But uh, he you know he's a big back anyway. But uh, I, I still would have more faith in Ford than I would Kareem Hunt, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Kareem's getting up there in age. Uh, I mean, I know he's probably not that old, but I think the knees, man. You know, being a running back, bro, your knees gonna take a lot. You know, getting hit. A big shelf life back. <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, take a lot of hits. if your name's Adrian Peterson, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> Frank Gore. We were talking about this earlier this yeah, week. We Fucking Frank Gore. Stayed in the league for ten years. Dude, That's extremely rare. Frank Gore was like robotic almost. It just was crazy how long he played. This it's, is not the first year I haven't seen him out there anymore. Yeah, he's still. I think he's still he, out there. He probably is somewhere. Free, free agent. Yeah, uh, I think he Maybe. retired. Yeah, it's he about time. Retired. I'm pretty sure he retired. retired. All right, this next matchup: Carolina versus Miami. Forty-two Ooh, to twenty-one, Miami. Can you say Miami's offense <laughs> is going to go off a little bit? <laughs> Dude, they're balling the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. offense is dangerous. And it's the most they're explosive dangerous anyway, and especially they go up against somebody like Carolina. Yeah. 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 Well, sure. Tua with yet another good game in this one. Thank you, Tua. Uh, staying healthy out there. Um, he threw for 262 yards on 31 attempts and three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill proving why he is one of the best wide receivers right now. Six catches, 163 yards, one touchdown. He does it all. Yeah. Gosh dang, man. You hand it off to him, he's going to make something happen. Uh, while on the ground, it was all mustard. He had 17 attempts, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. And one receiver. And one receiver. There you go. So, three total touchdowns now. Okay. For Carolina, Bryce Young threw for 217 yards and one touchdown. Uh, So, not too bad. I mean, against a, you know, not so good Miami defense. Adam Thielen continue on a tear. He had 11 catches for 115 yards and one touchdown. 
Javen, Chubba Hubbard got majority of the carries. Chubba, chubba, choo, choo. <laughs> because Miles Sanders was out. That's another injury. I didn't really talk about Miles Sanders is out. I don't know if he's day-to-day or what. I didn't really see anything about that. They got a bye week this week, so. Yeah, it don't even matter. Huh? <laughs> um, let's see right here. Chubba Hubbard had 88 yards and one touchdown. Let me ask you all this. Is Tua the best quarterback in the AFC right now above Patrick Mahomes? Above Josh Allen? What do y'all think? Oh, That's tough. I mean, he's looking really good. No, I don't think he's the best quarterback. He, I think he may arguably have the best weapons. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, but if you was to put him on, say, if you switched out Tua and put him on the Bills, would he do better than Allen? No, I don't think so. It's all about the offensive scheme. It is. Mike McDaniel, man. Yeah, he's a, like he makes yeah. quarterbacks look good. Yes. And make everybody look good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think he just tells everybody to go out there, just do what you want to do, yeah, but don't said, go, do, score. <laughs> go, go score. Go score. Don't do nothing stupid. Just yeah. kind of make it look like it was a drawn up play, but just do, just wing it. You know, just wing just it. Just do whatever you want. To. That's score. how I feel. Go score. Good <laughs> job. I think it really has a lot to do with his his uh, his relationship with the players. Like he seemed like this one of the guys just hanging out, you know, bebopping yeah. around the camp, you know, just hanging out. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like that has a lot to do with it because he, like you said, he gives him that freedom to be like, okay, well, what do you think here? I'm sure he does that too a lot. What do you yeah. think we should do and here? You know, know what? that's also a good, um, a good reason why Kansas City has the success that they do mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Reid is Andy Reid does kind of the same thing. He yeah. lets his players come up and come up with plays of things that they think will work, and he's like, well, we'll try it out, yeah. see if it does. Yeah, and, and if it don't, then we'll just move on to the next. Right. Which Andy Reid's a hell of a fucking play caller, too. So, I mean, he's a goat goat coach right there. All right, right here. Jacksonville versus Indy, 37 to 20. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence looking more and more comfortable as the season moves on and progresses. He threw for just 181 yards in this one, but he did have two picks. But was it mainly the defense in this one? It had to have been. I think their defense prevailed big time. Um, Etienne. Yet again, with 55 yards on 18 attempts and two touchdowns. So, it was all Etienne on the offense. For the Colts, Gardner Minshew threw for 329 yards in his return back to Jacksonville. Um, But he also had three picks to go along with that. So, there you go. Um, And then Michael Pittman Jr. had a good game through the air in this one, catching nine catches for 109 yards. Do y'all feel comfortable starting Michael Pittman each each week, even with Anthony out? I think I do. Honestly, Gardner Minshew is definitely – a good quarterback, he could throw the ball very well. Um, and I think as more games uh, go along, he'll just get a little bit better each week, get more in sync with his receivers. And so Pittman, I would definitely would play every week. I mean, he's he's going to be the guy they go to, and he's going to get his touches. I definitely agree with that one. I think uh, with Anthony Richardson being out, I feel like Michael Pittman would be a yeah, better pick. Picks, yeah, probably. yeah, because Anthony Richardson runs the ball a lot more than Gardner Minshew ever will. And throws it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gardner throws it a lot more. Exactly. So, yeah, three hundred something yards. So yeah, Gardner. Yeah, three hundred twenty-nine. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that would be a way way better situation for Michael Pittman so. than Anthony Richardson. He do a lot more blocking when Anthony's in there, and a lot more going downfield catching balls with Gardner. Exactly. Exactly. More targets. More more opportunity. So. Well, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish up last week's matchups and then going into week seven. All right, we are back. We'll finish up these matchups from last week and then going into our week seven 
um, week here in fantasy and the NFL season. Right here, number seven, New Orleans versus Houston, 20-13, to 13, the Texans. Anybody see that one coming? I kind of predicted that one. C.J. Stroud is looking Texans real fucking nice. Yeah, I like the Texans. You know, I was used to fan before season started. Mm-hmm. Well, because of what, Damian Harris or Damian Pierce? Pierce, yeah. Remember, that's why I wanted AR to go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, they should have got AR. And now look at it. If they'd have got him, they'd have been doing some things. Well, CJ has been doing some CJ, things. CJ, man. For real, uh, so, out, of, out of all them three quarterbacks, man. He's I, probably done the best. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, because now Richardson's hurt. Anyway. Right. But, but he's been airing that thing out. Yeah. I like CJ Stroud. Looking real nice out there. He's making his receivers look good. Yeah, for yeah. damn sure. That's why I had to go pick up Nico. But anyways, right here, CJ gets it done after the loss to Atlanta the previous week. He had a decent game, throwing for 199 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Dalton Schultz, yet again, the leading receiver for Houston, having four catches for 61 yards and one touchdown. So, didn't you pick him up? I did, but I had to have a kicker. So, (laughs) I had to drop him right back, turn around, pick up a kicker. And so, we'll see what happens. Don't Schultz, man, that's a good pick. I don't know why Tyler dropped him for Cole Komet. I'm still in awe. And Cole Komet has been doing this thing, too. Yeah, well, Justin Fields, I don't know how that's going to go. But we'll yeah. see. I still want to get him on the podcast, man, talk about his team. Um, also, looks like Singletary has been split in the backfield with Pierce now. Um, he ended up with 58 yards on 12 attempts. So I don't know how I feel about that. I remember you said David Pierce is on the upside. I hope he is. That's what they're, they're claiming. They're claiming that he's going to start getting more touches and – they're going to start incorporating the run a lot more. Well, I'm hoping so. Uh, right here, Rashid, or for actually the Saints, Derek Carr threw for 353 yards and one touchdown, one pick. But Rashid Shahid, who is playing tonight, we'll see how they do. He only had two catches, but he had 85 yards and one touchdown. I had one long one. One long one. yards, I think. Yeah. Let me ask y'all this. At this point, who is the biggest threat to Jacksonville in the AFC South? Houston. That's what I'm thinking. I mean... They're looking pretty damn good, dude. Who would, who would have thought Houston would be contenders in the AFC South against Jacksonville? Yeah, uh, well, like I said earlier, I always liked Houston. I, I knew that they would be pretty good. Um, I definitely thought Tennessee would be more in the mix. And actually, Indy's had a little more success than I thought they would, uh, especially considering where they were at last year. I had Jacksonville, Indy, Tennessee, Houston. Actually, I think I had Jacksonville, Indy, uh, Houston, Tennessee is what I had at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think, Jamin? Who do you think is the biggest threat to Jacksonville and AFC South at this point? Yeah, probably going to be Tennessee on this point. You going to go know. Tennessee? Yeah. CJ Stroud looking real nice. Uh, you mean Houston? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Tennessee? I was going to ride with uh, Yeah, Houston. I'm sorry. I apologize, CJ, and all of you Houston players and fans. But, uh, yeah, I think Houston's looking real nice, man. CJ's. Showing out pretty good on his rookie year, and you know, Damon Pierce, Jackson Singletary, will start getting better and better each week, especially once uh, Trevor gets fully healed and gets back to his normal self. I think that they just like we were talking about last year, to happen the same thing. They went to London, mm-hmm. won, and then caught fire and did good ever since then. Kind of the same thing they're doing this year, and I'm hoping that they stick with it. But uh, I think Jacksonville is going to start edging out. And, Sound like they need to stay in London. <laughs> well, we'll see how they do tonight. Four and two going against the Saints. Three and three. It's gonna be a good one. I'm excited. Yeah, in New Orleans too, man. That fan base, they they're real passionate over there. Uh, right here, next game: Los Angeles Rams versus Arizona. Twenty-six to nine. The Rams. Um, 
very surprised with this Rams team, actually, man. Matt Stafford looks hap- happier and more at ease, so to say, with Cooper Cup back, man. Uh, he threw for 226 yards on 24 attempts and one touchdown. Cooper, Hup- Cooper Cup had 148 yards on seven catches and one touchdown in this one. On the ground, it was Kyron Williams yet again, 158 yards on 20 attempts and one touchdown. So not bad, man. Um, do y'all think Cooper Cup is Matt Stafford's, I wouldn't say best target, but like his his most favorite out of the years? He's the best target. Yeah. He's, he's the best both. target. I think he's his favorite and the best. Yeah, yeah. Even over Calvin? Yeah. Yeah. Calvin Johnson? Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> Megatron. Yeah. yeah. But they couldn't execute like when they played in Detroit, but... Yeah. Well, he's got a ring with Cooper. Yeah, yeah. he does. I mean, Cooper Cup makes it easy for him. I'm man. about to say, Cooper Cup is always open. Yeah. He's now he's got Puka Nakuya, man. It's like... Yeah. yeah. He's got. He definitely got him a receiver squad out there. He's got Tutu Atwell if he wants that deep, long shot. Yeah. I mean, he's Tyler got, Higby at the tight end. Yeah, he's just got, got some weapons. Up. And Kyron Williams is... Oh, my God. He's been a great running back. I mean, last year from what they went to at the running back spot... To where they were that's why trying they got, to figure out who they were going to put back there. That's why they got rid of Cam Akers. Yeah, they said, that, we that don't need him no more. <laughs> yeah, and then now Cam Akers went to what, Minnesota? Mm-hmm. They ain't really doing much yet, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to hold my <laughs> breath. He'll be getting some hate letters before long. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Josh Dobbs um, tried to do everything that he could, uh, but couldn't get it done. Uh, I did get updates that Ky- uh, Kyler Murray is pra- or back on the team, mm-hmm. back on the practice field, mm-hmm. so we'll see when his return is. Uh, he had 235 yards passing and one pick, but also 47 yards rushing on seven attempts. Um, like I like I was asking y'all a minute ago, uh, with Cooper cut back, Puka Nakuya has been kind of quiet here lately. What should we expect from him moving forward? I know you were talking about Puka Nakuya. You got him in your lineup. What yeah. do you think, man, since you got him? How do you feel with him going forward with Cooper? Um, I think that... The receptions are going to go down. I mean, they definitely because uh, Cooper's going to get his targets. And so that's got to come from somewhere. So every, everybody's receptions are going to go down. I mean, that's just the way basic math works. Um, I think that he's still going to be a good go-to target. And um, still will be able to put up numbers. Now, if you look at all the analysts, they all say sell high. On Puka, and that's simply because his targets are going to go down. But I think the production will still be there. I mean, Matthew Stafford likes to air the ball out. He's going to put up a lot of yardage, and they got a really balanced team. So I think he's still going to get his looks, and um, I think that he's better than anybody else I could go pick up off the waiver wire. So I'm going to just stick with him. Damn right. <laughs> I feel you on that one wholeheartedly right there. All right, next matchup right here. Philadelphia versus New York from last week. 20 to 14. The Jets. Fly, Jet, fly. Um, <laughs> big win for Zach Wilson and the Jets in this one. Uh, Wilson threw for just 186 yards on 33 attempts. Brees Hall continues to carry this team on his back. He only had 39 yards, but did score the only touchdown for the Jets in this one, Javen. Mm-hmm. There you mm-hmm. go. I know you're happy about defense, baby. Yeah, Jets defense is legit. Um, all the points came from Greg Zerlon, the kicker. Kicking four for four, just like the Wendy Special, man. Just like the Wendy <laughs> Special. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Oh, man. Not for the Eagles, four though. Four. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Not the biggie bag. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. 
Had 280 yards passing, 47 yards rushing, but he did have three picks against that Jets defense. Um, and was responsible for the two touchdowns. A.J. Brown had a good game through the air, seven catches for 131 yards, so not bad for Philly. Let me fix this real quick. All right, next game right here, Detroit versus Tampa. 20-6, the Lions. Uh, Man, I'm I'm excited, dude. I like this. I I like this. I like Detroit has a really good team, and they got a really good head coach. Yes. Dan Campbell knows how to get them boys motivated, yeah. and he seems to be pushing all the right buttons. Shit, he be getting me motivated on the couch. <laughs> yeah, let's go fucking get him. Yeah. Remember on that hard knocks when they showed him out there and he was doing the push-ups and the flops and all that? I'm little, telling you, bro. Right out there yeah, that, doing it, he's doing it. He's like, I'm in there. I'm bringing this thing together. That's a hell of a I'm coach right a there. I'm a fan, but dang, I like what they got going on up there. Yep. Uh, Jared Goff seems to be the only quarterback that can throw over 280 yards-ish and still get a win over the weekend. Um, Jared Goff threw for 353 yards and two touchdowns. Amal Ross St. Brown had 124 of them yards through the air on 12 catches. We love that. If you're PPR, we love that. And one touchdown. After this weekend and all these performers, man, I got to drop this question on y'all now. This is this is the time. Who is the best one loss team at this point? Philadelphia, San Fran, Kansas City, Miami, or Detroit? Go. Javen. Javen, I'll let you go first before Denny hops in here. Best one loss team in the league right now. Don't pick the wrong answer. Don't pick the wrong answer. <laughs> I mean personally, dude, if you wanna ask me opinion wise, I'm gonna go say Philly, to be honest. Like of course San Fran's one of the best teams out there. That's both sides, offense and defense. Yeah. But, you know, after seeing what happens when Christian McCaffrey and Debo go out, it's kind of like, you know, they're one injury away from losing it all. And, True. you know, I mean, personally, I feel like if Philly had a couple injuries here and there, they'd still be a pretty pretty productive team. And they just picked up Julio Jones? They did. They did. How do y'all feel about that? Is he a good pickup in the waiver? <sighs> <laughs> He's not going to be um, consistent enough to have on your team to plug in and play. Unless there's an injury out there. But with Devontae Smith still healthy, A.J. Brown performing at a high level. Yeah, there's just not enough room to go around to be yeah. consistently put up numbers enough to be on your team. Yeah, you can compare it to how he did against or did with Tampa last year. You know, he's he's gonna get his touches it, here and there. Yeah, he's gonna come up make a crucial touchdown every so often, but it's not gonna be enough to be carry your fantasy team. Yeah, I think the best one loss team right here, and I don't want to say this because of their defense, but Miami, their their offense is just it's like the most fun offense to watch. They're explosive. Tyreek Hill, I mean, it's, it's Tyreek Hill. You know, they got Roheem Moster. If a Chan was still healthy. You got Jeff Wilson coming back. Dude, they're just they're all around offense is really good. I'm really excited for them. Um, now, do I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl? Maybe not. But I think right now they are the best one loss team at this moment. Denny? Let me go ahead and stop you both <laughs> right there. <laughs> San Francisco is by far the best one loss team. Look at it. Number one defense in the league. Yeah, they lost this past week to a great Cleveland defense. Yeah. Who. Um, one by what a kick, yeah, and and it was because two of their players were down, but they still were competitive in the game. Now, you take the number one defense and you take an explosive offense who's got probably the best player in the game on there, quarterback who we've just given so much credit to, and other weapons all around him. How can you stop them? I mean, yeah, they may lose a game by a field goal, 
they may even lose two games. Mm-hmm. But I bet you we see them in December and January. Oh, yeah. You think Super Bowl uh, bound? I think they might be. I think mm-hmm. they might be the team in the NFC. My thing is, though, you know, they are the best like defense it. in the league right now. I get that. But they lost to a team that didn't even have their starting quarterback. We got P.J. PJ, PJ in there. Yeah. You know, it's not Deshaun Watson out there who's explosive like this and that. P.J. is way more safer of a quarterback than Deshaun Watson, you know. And, That's a good point. You got a good point there. And they let him score 19 points. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like they just scored 14 and then they just missed the field goal. Yeah. I mean, 19 points is pretty good amount of number for a team that don't have their starting quarterback. Don't really have a big explosive offense. A big explosive offense. Nick lost, Chubb's not there. Lost their starting running back. I yeah, mean, they got Elijah got Moore and Amari Cooper, so but that was one game where they, the defense was down a little bit. They yeah, probably they underestimated them, like yeah. we've seen a lot of teams do. Yeah, they go in, they're like, look at them, they're all banged up, bung up. We should be able to sit back and win this game easy. Not the case. You let your guard down, things happen. Mm-hmm. They'll come back next week stronger. I guarantee it. And you're going to see them play better the rest of the year. Yeah. I hope so. I like it. Good I mean, debate right there. That was a good one. It's the same thing with Dallas, though, you know? Like, everybody was so hyped up on this and Dallas see defense. Francisco did to Dallas, which is a good team. Yeah. Yeah. That should be your marker right there. A good team that also lost to Arizona. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Dallas is not that good of a team to me, in my in that opinion. It, just, <laughs> just throwing out opinions there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and Arizona. Finish. We'll know. get on Dallas in a second. We'll finish this up real quick. New York Giants versus Buffalo Sunday night game. Primetime game. It was a good game. Low scoring game though. Fourteen to nine Buffalo. At the beginning of this game, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going about to be a, a, a have three upsets this past weekend. The way Should Giants. Have been upset. The way the Giants were playing, dude. Um, but Buffalo upset. pulled it together and got the win. Josh Allen had one hundred sixty nine yards, two touchdowns, one pick for you, Denny. Stephon Diggs was on a tear in this one. Hundred yards receiving on ten catches. Balling. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, for the Giants, no Daniel Jones, but Tyrod got the uh, start. He isn't shy to the spotlight now. No. Tyrod Taylor's been there. Uh, he threw, Exactly. He threw for 200, 200 yards even, actually, on 36 attempts. Saquon came back in a big way, Javen, rushing for 93 yards on 24 attempts. Yeah. Uh, that, def- or that offensive line is just god-awful, though. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, and the kicker... Gano was responsible for all the Giants' points in this one. Yeah. So that's a good kicker to pick up if you ain't got a kicker. Huh? Let's be realistic, <laughs> though. Uh, the Giants should have won that game. I mean, that was definitely a pass interference on Darren Waller in the game. And for two, that that the mental mistake that Tyrod made before the half really fucked them. Like, how many points did they lose by? Uh, they lost by five. Okay, five points. They should have had at least three at the end of the half. You know, with Tyrod switching to a run play with like three, four seconds left in the game on the, what, five? Not even five. It was probably before that, like two-yard line. Really? Like, just I didn't even see that. Fucking blew it, dude. Dang. Like They should have definitely won that game. And it just it goes to show that Giants need some work. Yeah. They need some work, Bubba. Yeah. I had a lot of uh, high hopes for Giants going in this year. I thought they were going to be a little contenders. I mean, they were good last year. Last yeah, year, yeah. Really, really good. They came out of nowhere and surprised a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so much this Injuries year. Injuries <laughs> down a little bit this year. Saquon, the main thing. They, they, I mean, they were doing good. I mean, you think about it. That game that Saquon left, the last game before his injury, they were getting beat by 20, what, nine points at half. Mm-hmm. Against Arizona and came back and won that game. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, I mean, you let them all get healthy, they'll be back in the mix. Okay. All right, last game right here, Monday night. Uh, I actually wrote down the stats for this one. Dallas versus Chargers, 20-17, to 17, the Cowboys. Ugly win here for the boys, but they got it done. Dak threw for 272 yards, one touchdown, plus he rushed for 40 yards and one touchdown. CD was a leading receiver in this one, 117 yards on seven catches. For the Chargers, uh, Justin Herbert threw for 227 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, and Eckler, in his return, only rushed for 27 yards on 14 attempts. That pick for Herbert came up in the game. Oh, uh, well, they were trying. To, yeah, they were trying, trying to, to come back, make something happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, middle of the clock. Yeah. Um, while Keenan Allen led the team in air yards with 85 yards and one touchdown. Honestly, let me ask y'all this: What has happened to the Cowboys' defense over the past few weeks? They've been they were superb, playing at a high level. What happened? I think people have been exposing their weaknesses. Um, they got a couple of areas where they are. I don't know, at times kind of overplaying the pass rush and getting exposed on it. And then I think I think they'll get it back together. I think they just, you know how sometimes you stumble, things start going a certain way for a little bit and you kind of struggle to get back together. And then they'll, they'll, they'll get it back together because their defense is definitely solid. They got one of the most solid defenses in the league. Oh, yeah, hands down. I, I mean, I know Javen don't really like Dallas. He ain't around the Dallas hype. <laughs> no, but I still rock him with Dallas. They still got a good team, you know. Mental mental mistakes. Dak needs to step it up a little bit if he wants to keep his starting job Dak, in Dallas. Well, Dak has lost his step. Um, I, I don't think his decision-making is quite what it used to be. Um, he did have that one good run where he faked everybody, the cameraman, and everybody thought he handed it off and it looked like a dumb play, but he ended up keeping the ball and ran it into the end zone. I did see that. But he did make one pass. Where the announcer says, I sure hope he was throwing that ball away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Because <laughs> it was almost a pick. Yeah, almost a pick six. Jamin, what do you think? What do you think about Dallas' defense? I mean, I know they have Tr- Trayvon Diggs uh, injured. injured. So, I mean, I know that's going to that's mm-hmm. hurt him a little Dave, bit. Uh, Esh or Esh, Banderish. Banderish. yeah, Banderish. Banderish. Yeah. So they got a couple few injuries on that team. Uh, I think, really, dude. For me, Dallas, if they would just stop believing in the hype, you know, teams are all, or not even just if teams. They would play with a little more chip on your shoulder. Now. They got something you know, to prove instead of trying to be that team. Yeah, fans be trying to blow smoke up their ass and make them feel like they're the shit, even though they haven't done shit in fucking years. Right. But. You know, the fan base for the Cowboys is so big, so they're like, okay, well, we got to prove this. We got to prove Jerry that. Jones got all that money. Yeah. Go to that big stadium. They got that big If you go out there and team. just do the fucking job and do what you know you can do, because Michael Parsons, by far, is one of the best, if not, I'll just say, leave it at one of the best linebackers in the fucking league right now. Like, he's dangerous. He's really a threat out there, and they should be demolishing teams. I just feel like if they would just go out there and play the game instead of worrying about all the politics and shit, then they would be a a lot better of a team. Yeah. Um, Dak, too, to be honest, because he's a good quarterback. He just ain't got it. I don't know what's going on with him. He shows up here and there. I don't don't know. I like Dak, dude. I mean, I've been saying that for the longest time now. I do like Dak. He's been, you know, he's, he's a solid quarterback. Yes, he has his down weeks, but, you know, it's it's hard when you're playing. I think we both won a championship. In, yeah, I think so in fantasy. Yeah. I did. You did too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's just tough, man. When you're playing in a division such as NFC East with Philly, especially now, 
Uh, you got so much. You're, you're held on this pedestal where you're expected to do good. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for damn sure. And now Tony Pollard's the lead back for in that on that team. It's just a new role, new everything. Mike McCarthy, I don't really like him calling the plays for them. I think that's their biggest um, weakness right there is the offensive play caller. I think he needs to be head coach, get somebody else to come in and be the OC. Yeah. And uh, they'll do a lot more. All right, let's get this segment out of the way before we get out of here because I know we're getting high on time, as always. <laughs> uh, who is the top three now? Top three fantasy position players so far through six weeks for the following positions quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So, who is your top three? In that order, I know we were talking about who we thought was up there and stuff. I, I can go first if you want me to. I think number one. Let's go position by position. We'll go position by position. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start with quarterback. I'm going to go my top three. I'm going to say Tua is number one, just with his offense. You know, he's got around him. Um, we're going to go – I'm going to go Josh Allen, two. And three, I'm going to say – I guess I'm going to just say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, those are probably the top three in my opinion. I want to throw uh, – who's in the NFC West? You want to go? Lamar? I mean, I don't know if Lamar's really been doing that much. but nah, really. Jalen Hurts is probably up there, actually. I'd probably put Jalen, actually, above Patrick. So it would be Tua, Josh, Jalen. Are we going as far as who Fantasy. I think is the best or who's performed the best? Either one. Right. Who's your best three that you think right now? From now and going forward, my top three would probably be – I'm going to go Josh Allen because he's on my team and he's been doing it for me, so I'm going to give him his credit. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think he is the top points getter so far. So I'm going to put him up there. Two, I'm going to go – I got to go Patrick Mahomes because – and that's just as far as what I think he's going to do from this point on. He's, I know he's going to – I mean, he always does. As soon as you count him out, he ends up being with a Super Bowl ring on his finger. Yeah. Um, three, ah, that's tough. I mean, Tua has all those weapons around him, but I don't. As far as the talent, I don't know. I, I might go Justin Herbert. Okay. I'm gonna go Justin Herbert. All right. I like it, Jay. Brave pick. Who's your top three fantasy quarterbacks right now? Uh, we're going for points right now. I'm going to say Josh Allen, Tua, and Jalen Hurts. I mean, I like it. Josh Allen's a beast, of course. Tua has all these weapons. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, you know, guys who catch the ball and run very far with the ball after they catch it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the yak on their team is fucking ridiculous. But mm-hmm. uh, And Jalen Hurts, man, just comes every week and produces. So, I mean, those would be my top three. All right, top three running backs. Um, number one. We all know. <laughs> Do we, though? I'm going to go Mostert. Raheem yeah. Mostert. Oh, okay. Be, all right. Took it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Raheem Mostert is number one. Uh, number two. This gets a little tricky. I know Kyron Williams was up there. He's been doing really good, but now he's banged up. So I don't know how I feel about that. I think going forward, number two, let me get Josh Jacobs. I think Josh Jacobs is going to do really good. I think Josh Jacobs was, you know, banged up, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's going to get a lot of touches this week. Going into Who will the not game. play this week? Jimmy G will not play. Um, and then number three, <sighs> I think I think Derrick Henry would be number three. Going forward, 
we're going to go forward. I think Derrick Henry is going to step it up a little bit. I know he's been sharing the ball. We're up there with Tajay Spears or whatever. So, But I'd be in my, my three right there, Raheem, uh, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry. So we're going going forward. Not... We can. I mean, I did say through, through six weeks, but then he said he wants to go forward. We can go forward with it. So that's my top three. Okay, we're going forward. I don't know if – most of number one. Going forward, I don't know if he'll stay at number one. You know who I forgot? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> I did forget CMC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me get him above Derrick Henry. That's, that's, he'd be my third. Yeah. Actually, he'd probably be two. Put Kyron at three. Yeah. So, I, I think I got the same three. Um, I would also throw in um, Saquon if he's healthy. I'll put him up there because he's going to get some yards. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Um, and – you know who we forgot? Who's playing tonight? Etienne. Etienne. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. also going to say, David Montgomery has had a heck of a season. Yes, he has. <laughs> and, uh, There's a lot of good running backs. There are. There's a lot of good running backs out there. Montgomery's had a heck of a season. Going forward, almost, I think that Gibbs is going to end up getting the majority. Like future production. I'm going to say Gibbs on that. I'm just going with them because I think Detroit <laughs> has got a really good team and it's going to be hard to hold anybody on their team out. David, your top three running backs? Definitely going to say Chris McGaffrey, of course. Yep. Uh, mm. Oh, what a play right there by Jackson. He's tough. Oh, he's in. Oh, he fell short. I'm going to go ahead and say Travis Etienne for number two. I mean, That's a good pick, yep. I feel like he's been doing pretty well. Our, we'll do Mostert, and then we'll do Travis Etienne. There you go. Okay. You know, Raheem Mostert has been balling the fuck out. Exactly. So. All right, we gotta hurry this up. Not top three wide receivers. Uh, number th- uh, number one, I'm gonna go Tyreek. Uh, number two, let me get uh, let me get AJ Brown. And number three, if he wasn't hurt, I'd say Justin Jefferson, but he's hurt now. Um, number three, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go CD Lamb. Interesting. Travis Etienne with another one, fucking touchdown. I'm going to go uh, – uh, it's got to be Tyreek. Got to be. I mean, he's just doing superhuman stuff. I'm telling you. Um, going forward, I'm going to have to throw Cooper in there. Oh, uh, That's my dog. <laughs> not as far as what they've done yet because how about I put Cooper slash Puka. Cooper slash Puka. Because Puka has done it. In his spot. And then, from this point, I think Cooper's going to take back over where Puka was at. And even to my own detriment. So, yeah, I'm going to put them up there. And then I'm going to say Jamar. Because I think that uh, oh, Jamar. I think I think that um, Burrow's going to get healthy and catch fire like he always does later on in the season. And Jamar, I think, is just going to start getting a lot of production. All right, Javon, let's hear your three, and then we'll get up out of here. Definitely Tyreek Hill, of course. Uh, I'm going to say Cooper Cup as well, because everybody knows I'm a Cooper Cup fan. Uh, third, though, that's a tough one. There's some good players out there, man. I forgot about Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is a really good one. Um, damn. Stephon Stephon Diggs, Diggs. Yeah, I forgot one. about him, too. I had to throw CD in there. I don't man. know, bro. Really I kind of like the way Amon Ross St. Brown has Saint been Brown. putting it on. Yeah, I and I think. I would have put St. Brown before CD. If, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Amon Ross would be a good pick going forward because yeah. that offense is definitely high powered. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He was a little banged up, but yeah. I, I, 
definitely going on the wrong on that one. Sun well, God. I think the spot was easy. I think everybody's got the same three. Yeah, it's got to be Travis Kelsey, TJ. Andrews, and TJ Yeah. I mean, George Kittle had a good week that one week, but. Goddard had a good week. Yeah, Goddard did have a good week. Oh, Sam Laporta. We can't forget about Sam Laporta. Top five. Oh, yeah. But for the for the main three, yeah, yeah. Well, Denny, I know this podcast got a little extended over. I know we try to cut it down, but we can't. That's cool, man. I've enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the weeks that lie ahead. Um, hope you're now. Four and two. Four and two. Holding down second place for this week. It'll probably be changed by next week. Either I'll be further up or stay right there where you're at, probably. Somewhere around. I'll be in the top five still, hopefully. Yeah, I'm down in the eight hole. I need a win. <laughs> I'm I'm a three game losing streak. You'll move up to front five if you win. I hope so. My points. I got second most points in the league, man. I just had bad weeks. I played you, lost by three. Played Austin, lost by three. So. Javen. Seems like Aaron too. I mean, he has low points, but it seems like every time he does good, he plays somebody who does fucking better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the way it goes, Story to game. Totally. That's why you got to make, try to make the playoffs. If you can make the playoffs, it don't matter what position. You're exactly. In. You got a chance. And I'm praying I make them playoffs, boy. Well, best of luck to y'all in y'all's matchups this week seven. And best of luck to everybody out there who is playing whoever in your in your leagues. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening to us, you know, talk our talk our shit about our stats our and, shit. and our and our insight. But Denny, thank you for joining us, man. Until next time. Peace. We out of here.